Welcome to episode six of the Old Man and the CV podcast. It's good to have you back, Santiago Amigos. Well, as you have probably seen in posts on LinkedIn, over the last few weeks, it's gone a bit crazy. Listener numbers, you, you guys, are climbing steadily. Downloads are going up. We're being listened to in more and more countries. And all this is down to you because it's resonated and you are sharing it with your particular social groups and networks. So thank you so much for the support and thank you for all the encouraging emails and comments um, that I get on a just a daily basis. It has been quite literally overwhelming. So thank you very much. Right, let's get on with the proper stuff. Let's get on with episode six. We're delighted to be joined by Ben Watkins for this episode. Ben has been in the headhunting and recruitment industry for over 20 years and has been intrinsic for 17 of those. He also has a very interesting perspective on age barriers, which is why we wanted him on the podcast. So, Ben, welcome. Thank you, Andy, for inviting me along. It's been a pleasure to attend today. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, Maybe can you just tell our listeners a little bit more about you and what you've worked on during your career? Yes, Andy, I have a 23-year background in helping B2B software and SaaS companies headhunt outstanding talent across the UK and Europe. There are two ways I help both companies and individuals. Firstly, I, I source great talent for B2B SaaS firms. And secondly, I help senior candidates with their LinkedIn profiles and TVs to enable them to find more job opportunities and get more interviews. The first question then, I guess, is you do have this interesting perspective on the age barrier, but not from the the sources that you'd normally think about, because your experience has shown that there can be a kind of a filtered down age discrimination from the investors and then the leaders in the organisations themselves. So tell us a little bit more about that, if you can. Yes, Andy, I mean, I've, I've been absolutely hating age discrimination for, for years and years, written multi, many articles on the whole subject. And what we noticed often may not happen or hasn't happened until you're sort of a week into a process where um, we start noticing things, for example, where um, we receive a response from an from a individual, uh, a sales leader saying, look, Thanks for the CVs you sent me, but let's just focus on the young guys. We don't, don't send us old guys. My boss hates it. And my boss's boss hates it. And often, just like um, any corporation, the culture can often trickle down from the investors and the C-level execs into the into the hiring managers. For example, it could be diversity where there's a big, big push on certain type of profile of candidate. But that also can include age. It's something we steer away from and we do walk away from this type of business. One thing I have noticed over the years, we've often seen it more from American headquartered firms or American decision makers looking to scale in Europe versus the European ones. That's where we've often heard it. It's almost become acceptable to say, look, don't waste my time sending me old people over. I'm like, oh, go away. We don't want to work with you. Interesting. Interesting. So have you got, you mentioned the American companies there where it seems to be more prevalent. 
do you have any examples without naming those organizations because this isn't a name and shame rant podcast but do you have any examples of where you see this and, and what you actually see coming down um i heard a story from a candidate about five years ago when the, the individual was interviewing not one of our clients but another source at a cybersecurity business and um, this individual was a vp of sales and they were literally um given the feedback that look our, our ceo the, the ceo of the company we're interviewing at is 40 and if anyone is put in front of him who's 45 years plus then they, well he's going to think well no way that you know they can't make it by the age of 45 then why should i interview them for a sales rep job so it's rife in that business again that that was a, a cyber security business we heard about um but yeah that, that, that's the sort of example we've heard yeah it's um I can imagine that is quite fun. I was very lucky. I worked for um, an MD who was younger than 40 when he employed me at 56 because he wanted that experience being brought into the business, uh, which was actually very, very refreshing. We interrupt this episode to bring you a word from our sponsors, Quick Brown Fox PR. Quick Brown Fox PR leverage their unique blend of journalistic experience and cross-industry learnings to enable them to focus on lighting up your brand. They generate earned media in mainstream, national, B2B trade and specialist press. So whatever your industry, Quick Brown Fox PR can help you get in front of your target audience. If you need a nimble, agile and dynamic agency that jumps over those lazy dogs of PR, then get in touch with them today and light up your brand. Details are in the episode notes. And when you reach out to them, please mention the old man and the CV podcast. And you may even get an introductory discount. And now back to the episode. Over 50s. As you mentioned at the start, you do lots of work helping with headhunting, CV, LinkedIn profiling, etc. What tips have you got for our over 50s listening who are looking for work or a change in direction? It's a great question. I think the clearly you can't change somebody's age, but what you are in control of is how you market yourself to the world of hiring managers. So there are a couple of things. Firstly, you've got your LinkedIn profile. Um, you've got to make it modern. Um, you've got to have a modern photograph. Again, age age doesn't matter. If you look old fashioned, old fashioned doesn't sell. Modern sells whether you're 65 or 25. That's what technology firms want. So having that modern profile is really, really important. Within your LinkedIn profile, we were strongly advised to make it virtually impossible to, to guess how old you are. Um, many individuals will forget to remove their education dates on the LinkedIn profile. If you scroll down to the bottom, it will say, you know, I've got my O-levels in 1976 or something. That's that's a big, big red flag. Um, and also try and reduce the amount of jobs on your LinkedIn profile that may be going back for over 25 years or so. So it's the modernization. And then, of course, the, the CV, you can give it that modern look and feel. What I mean by that in the world of tech, get rid of that, that tie. Nobody wears ties anymore. If you look old-fashioned, old-school, whether you're 35 or 55 or 65, it doesn't sell. Um, so coming across as a modern executive with up-to-date contacts, able to use modern platforms such as LinkedIn or Loom or, or other platforms is really, really going to help you. So it's more about how you present yourself to the marketplace. And, and talking of tech, do you think there's a, a need to overemphasize your tech ability because there is this perception that you get to a certain age and um people don't want to learn new tech anymore 
I'm 58 nearly, and I just love new tech, hence the podcast launch. Um, so is it something that you need to overemphasize because you can't take it for granted? It's it's a great question. The the commercial execs we place, one of the biggest reasons when we've surveyed these individuals, they change into a new sales job is because they don't want to be stuck in old tech. Um, you got you want to sell something that companies are buying, whether it's AI or RPA at the moment. But a good example from 30 years ago, you wouldn't want to sell Betamax video recorders, you want to sell VHS. So, so what that means is that the the um the strong sales leaders are always looking for the next best thing. So I think it's really important to try and sell something which is um being being easier to market, which is that there's a big demand for. So selling old tech is probably the, you know the worst person's nightmare. So to answer your question, it's important to keep to, to keep selling something that's modern and in demand. If there was a, a key message that our listeners could take away from your podcast today what do you think that would be ben i think um listeners who may be feeling frustrated down to not receiving enough response if an individual is has sent out dozens and dozens of job applications through job portals like linkedin not hearing back or being ignored or ghosted i think the message would be is just have a refresh think how you can do things differently um, rather than just it's soul destroying just sending dozens and dozens of um and filling in loads and loads of forms getting nowhere so i think you've got to look at a different modern approach whether that's just sending short notes um to hiring managers or rigging up people sending it you know doing something different so i think it's observe the crowd and do the opposite stop sending out all these applications and look at different ways of doing it in a modern way okay and you have very kindly volunteer to help our listeners with uh, a perusal of their cv and look at their approach uh, whether that's on LinkedIn or how they're operating currently. Um, so we're going to put Ben's details in the episode notes so you can reach him on LinkedIn. Um, so thank you very much for doing that, Ben. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of interest. Any other final message you'd like to, to pass on? Um, no, I think the, the ultimate message is be modern, look modern um, and represent yourself in that modern way. That's That's what it's all about and focus on your key strengths and if you are trying to get a new position, just consider what, what do you offer the, your next employer? For example, do you have a network of the top CMOs in banks or telcos or whatever? Think what you offer that employer, what, what benefits do you bring? Brilliant. Ben Watkins, Intrinsic, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you very much, Andy, for having me. Well, listeners, this episode, we do have time for the dad joke. And I think one day I'm going to try and get Tim Vine to actually read these out because his um, timing is so much better. Anyway, here we go. Again, don't blame me. Courtesy of the dad joke man on Twitter. I went to the MC Hammer Museum. It's rubbish. You aren't allowed to touch anything. We also have time for a word of the week. And this week's word, to see whether you can use it in meetings or interviews or in everyday conversation, please let me know if you do, is combobulate. Combobulate. C-O-M-B-O-B-U-L-A-T-E. And it means to compose oneself, to organise, design or arrange, to reverse the effect of discombobulation. For example... 
After losing his train of thought, the podcaster took a deep breath and attempted to compopulate himself. That's this week's word of the week, compopulate. So thank you again to our guest on episode six, Ben Watkins of Intrinsic, and his details, as promised, are in the episode notes. Thank you again to you, listeners. Please continue to listen, follow, and share. We've got some very exciting guests coming up over the next few weeks. We've got Simon Williams talking about the film and TV industry, Richard Burkhard talking about behaviour performance improvement. Mark Evans talking about coaching at a senior level. We have Toby Arnold talking about volunteering and charity work. And we have Simon Long talking about working with companies to put in place age diverse programmes. Just time for the credits for the music intro and the ident Abigail Eva Money One. This is an almost pro production for 23 Magic, copyright 2023. See you next week, Santiago Amigos. <laughs>